Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline, T-minus two days and counting, and no one is more ready for the NFL Draft than I am. I've got everything you need coming your way today, plus Jeff Saturday Live today. Who you got today? The crew is here, and your call's on the way. Tuesday time, let's go. Here we go! Only one place to start. Uh, The only place to start is at the top of the draft. Okay, so there are things that we know, and then there are things that we do not. And here's what I'm going to tell you. We know Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one to Jacksonville. We know Zach Wilson is going to go number two to the New York Jets. What happens after that is going to be determined largely by what San Francisco decides to do at number three. And Adam Schefter, who knows all, is here to tell you that if you think you know what they're going to do, you think they are going to take Mac Jones and that decision has long since been made, Shefty is telling you that's not right. The key phrase that Kyle Shanahan uttered today was that when we started this process, there was one candidate in mind, but all candidates have gotten better since. Those were the words that he used. And I believe he was referring to that one candidate in mind as being Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback. But I also believe that the gap between then and now has been narrowed so much so that as of this weekend, the 49ers truly did not know who they were going to pick. And I know people say... Okay, so let me cut it off there, because I've told you many times, I am the Shefty whisperer. So when Shefty speaks, sometimes you have to read between the lines. And I'm here to tell you that he knows everyone. He knows everything about every team in the league. There's nothing he knows better than what's going on in San Francisco. Just trust me. So if Shefty says that decision had not been made, then the decision had not been made. It doesn't matter if that defies credulity. It doesn't matter if that if you have an issue with them making a trade of that magnitude and not knowing who they want. It doesn't make any difference if you think one of these three quarterbacks is definitively the best or definitively the worst. None of those things matter. I'm here to tell you that if Adam Schefter is telling you that Kyle Shanahan has not made up his mind, then Kyle Shanahan has not made up his mind. So I will tell you once again what I believe is going to happen. Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless says the 49ers are going to take Trey Lance. I have never wavered. I told you that from the minute they made the trade. I believe they're going to take Trey Lance. I believe the Broncos will then trade up to four to take Justin Fields. I don't think Atlanta takes the quarterback. I think they take the draft capital they get in return. Broncos trade up from nine. They take Justin Fields. Mac Jones becomes the one who slides a little. Again, this is not a fall. This is not Aaron Rodgers or Brady Quinn or Johnny Manziel waiting in the green room until we get into the 20s and it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night and everyone is starting to feel. That's not what's happening here. Okay, I'm using Eastern time now. By 9 o'clock, I'm comfortable saying by 9.30, all five quarterbacks will be picked. All five quarterbacks are going in the top 10. The question is, if Mac Jones is the one who falls, who goes up and gets him? I will tell you right now, I believe it's the Patriots, and I will tell you why. Because I believe Mac Jones is the guy the Patriots want. And in the event that the 49ers take Trey Lance, I don't believe they trade Jimmy Garoppolo. So I know that I'm conflating a bunch of different things, but they all go together. I'm looking at Hembo's face to gauge whether or not what I'm saying is easy to digest. If the 49ers take Mac Jones, 
then I think that the the Patriots will get Jimmy Garoppolo. Mac Jones would be the starting quarterback in San Francisco week one this fall. Jimmy Garoppolo becomes available, and I believe that's who Bill wants. He then doesn't trade up for a quarterback in the draft. He gets Jimmy G. If Trey Lance is the player they take, Trey Lance is a guy who has all of 17 starts at the Division II level, in FCS as they call it, at, at that level in college football, only one of them this past year, he's not going to be ready to start week one. I believe they keep Jimmy Garoppolo in that circumstance. And then Bill is more liable, I think more likely, to try to figure out a different plan. But those are the ways I think this thing goes. Does it make sense? I'm just looking at you. It does. So the 49ers are going to decide who the Patriots quarterback is going to be next year. In large part, because they have the one of all the people that are reasonable options. I think that the one that Bill would like the most is on the 49ers roster. That, that's why I mean that, because I think if you told Bill he could have any quarterback he wants moving forward, I mean, take, you know, the unrealistic ones out of the equation. He can't get Patrick Mahomes and he can't get Trevor Lawrence. I think Jimmy Garoppolo would be his choice, and he is currently on the San Francisco 49ers. So I think that's where this thing plays itself out. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Spinning it forward. Now Mac Jones is falling a little bit. Where exactly do he, does he go? Again, I think the Patriots might move up there to try to take him. Here's another team I could see moving up there to try to take him. The Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, their ownership has basically given a green light to their coach and general manager to be irresponsible. They've basically told Ryan Pace and uh, Matt Nagy, you guys should go out and do something crazy that probably doesn't make any sense because I'm going to fire you two weeks into the season if things don't look good. So go get the quarterback who's ready to play and see what happens. Do the Bears go up? Do the Steelers go up? I doubt it. Does Washington go up? I doubt it. That's a long way to go. Steelers have to go up from 24. Washington from 19. I don't think so. The Bears from 20. It shouldn't make sense, but for the reason I just described, it could. So those, to me, are the scenarios at the top of the draft, and that's how this thing is going to get resolved. But of all the things that Kyle Shanahan said yesterday, by far the most interesting and important was this. They asked him if he would be willing to guarantee that Jimmy Garoppolo will be on his roster on Sunday. Now, let me just say, that's a terrible question to ask a football coach at any time, much less the week of the draft. They're not in the business of guaranteeing anyone anything, nor should they be. Having said that, there was probably a better way to answer it than saying this. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday, so I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. What a freaking weird thing to say that is, isn't it? I mean, that's just a weird thing to say. Uh, let me bring hashtag Bubba into this. And, and Bubba is a man of, of, you may not know this, but he's a, a brilliant man and has written many books on the subject of communications, on holding press conferences and uh, managing your messaging to people. It, it was called uh, Press Conferences by Bubba, I believe was the first book in that trilogy. Um, and, and Bubba, let me ask you, what was your reaction when he said, you know, there's a real chance we'll all be dead Sunday, so I can't promise you anything about Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> what, what is your reaction to that? Well, first of all, I don't think that's what he said. His, he didn't say there's a real chance we'll all be dead. He just said, look, I can't make any guarantees. I don't know what's going to happen on Sunday, so 
I don't know. But of all the things he couldn't guarantee you between now and Sunday, to choose, I can't guarantee you that any of us will still be alive, and that goes for all of us. You don't find that sort of an odd way to frame that message? I think he answered the question perfectly. Okay, fair enough. That's why your book was a bestseller, because it was controversial. It got a lot of attention, you might recall, on on the morning talk shows back at the time when it was released uh, in the early 1970s. Anyway, the point of it is this. I did this bit on Mike and Mike years ago, okay? Kyle Shanahan is stealing from me, whether he knows it or not. On Mike and Mike years ago, when we talked about what Bill Belichick would put, how many weeks in a row was Tom Brady on the injury list? There was a period of time where Tom Brady appeared on the injury list. I want to say like six consecutive seasons <laughs> with a variety of injuries and never missed a practice or a game. And there was all this talk about, well, does Belichick, should he get in trouble? Should they do something different about the, the veracity of the injury list? And I said at the time, that no player should ever be listed as anything greater than questionable. And in parentheses, where it usually says knee or ankle or shoulder, it should say destiny. (laughs) Because I said it exactly this way. None of us are guaranteed Sunday. Every single one of these players might just accidentally walk in front of a bus, and now all of a sudden, they're doubtful. (laughs) Highly doubtful. So the, I, I did this bit years ago. Here's Kyle Shanahan saying it this week. What are your, is your reaction, Hembo? I don't follow the news that closely, but I thought to myself, like, that's, first, that's big if true, right? If, if, if he can't guarantee us that, I must have missed the, the story that an asteroid is going to take us out. Who cares about the draft at this point? Let's just listen to it again. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday, so I can't guarantee who will be on our <laughs> roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. That is just a weird thing to say. I don't care what anybody says. That is a weird thing to say. I'm just getting started. I got a million things in the hopper today. Jeff Saturday is on the way. The last person in the world I was expecting to agree with said something that is exactly right. You will hear that coming up. Plenty of time for your calls. Green light, green list, all that and more on the way. It's a Tuesday with Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. 
I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. My buddy Jeff Saturday live in 30 seconds on the Goodyear hotline after this time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good. But cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for just 45 bucks a month. That's up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. The great Jeff Saturday is with me here, and, and he was just uh, we just spent two hours together on television. And Jeff, I, I hope that most of the people listening had a chance to see it. And for those who did not, I think that it has become my favorite thing we do on Get Up. Jeff does this feature called Saddam Down, which is a play on his name, where he hands out pancakes for all the best pancake blocks. And I enjoy watching them. But more than that, I enjoy watching the glee with which you deliver them. And then today we had another offensive lineman, Damian Woody, on. And I enjoyed watching him watch you do this. And so I guess I I want to ask you the question – what does it feel like when you get one of these blocks? And again, for, for anyone who hasn't seen the segment, just imagine the defensive player just winds up flat on his back every single time. How would you describe, Jeff, what that feels like? Chest beating, getting up, screaming, Hulk ripping the shirt. You know, all of the all of that is, is in what you're feeling in that moment, Greeny. Like, there is not a better feeling when you completely – break the will of another man and what he's trying to accomplish and physically dominate him and put him on. There is not a better feeling for an offensive line. And that's why you saw Big Wood. I mean, that face shines up, man, because we've all been there and we we live vicariously through what these guys are doing now. And it is so much fun. I love that you give me the opportunity because it is it is the highlight of me. Every week, I could not enjoy anything more. You know, at one point today, you spoke the following sentence on television, and I didn't have time to follow up on it, but you said, and I quote, nothing in the world feels better than finding a linebacker's ear hole. And I thought to myself, <laughs> now that's a fascinating thing for a person to say. Uh, and, 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 but I saw it. You showed me a play. You showed me Quinn Miners, the offensive guard out of uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, who was a mauler just taking apart a linebacker by hitting him right in the ear hole, Jeff. And and I'm, you loved it, and I'm not going to lie to you. I was sitting there. I was kind of afraid. <laughs> you, you should be. You should be afraid. Most people should be very afraid. Listen, there, there's so many, you, you know, we talk about techniques and fundamentals, but you really can't ever get into it on TV, and very rarely does anybody understand. But, like, comments like the ear hole and the V of the neck, like where the shoulder pad and the helmet come together we call that the v of the neck so there there are little pinpoint triggers that you as an offensive lineman you try to find focus on in the middle of chaos right with players going across your face and do it so when you can find focus and find that ear hole and that guy steps up in the gap and you saw quinn miners i mean he just obliterated you saw the guy right he's coming from our left to right he hits the guy his left leg just buckles and and you heard you heard woody talk about it's like the folding up of a metal chair that's what he's talking about when you when you fold up a metal chair that's what that that's what that linebacker looked like all of a sudden his body folded from the jolt of it and you just again miners just runs through him dude it is i'm telling you it is nothing more exhilarating than that feeling I'm sure it is. It's something I, I'm absolutely certain I'll never know. <laughs> that, is, that is a feeling I'm quite certain I'll never have. All kidding aside, 
Like, I know you now for a long time. You are a mild-mannered, friendly, polite, just sweetheart of a man. How do you turn on a switch? What, what is it you do that just transforms you from that person when you walk over the lines to the person who is ear-holing, you know, linebackers and beating his chest and all the kinds of things you were describing? How, how does that transformation take place? It's the outlet, Greeny. It is 100% the outlet, right? I tell people all the time, it is it is the violence that I'm allowed to participate in that's legal and, and for most part, very safe, right? Like, it, it is it is as good. Uh, feel, you, you, cannot, you cannot have a better release as far as physically conquering and dominating. Um, but when I walked out, every time I went out and played, that was my outlet. I'm not going to act like that off the field, right? I'm not an an egomaniac when we're all walking around. But, man, when we walk in between that, those white lines, it is on. And there is nothing I enjoy more than competing athletically. And everybody knows what we signed up for, man. We're about to go at it, and, it's, and we all got the same rules that we play by. Man, it is, it is so much fun. Um, and and, 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 and it, on all sports, but most importantly in football, when you can unleash physically on people that way, that is the outlet. You walk home. I, I can be nice because it's all out. You know what I mean, Greeny? I'm all good, man. I've left it all out there and enjoyed it while I did it. Jeff Saturday is with me on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Let me get a quick scouting report from you on a couple of players. So, Penny Sewell from Oregon and Rashawn Slater from Go You Northwestern will both be high first-round picks in this draft. One way or another, both of them are going to be gone in the first 10 or 12 picks, let's say. The, the, the next offensive linemen or the next tackles in this draft, I just because there are fans listening right now whose teams are going to take these guys, are Christian Darasaw from Virginia Tech yep. and Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, who you would, would love the way you're describing it, because he was it was described to me once as though he plays as though everyone on the field insulted his family. <laughs> He's got that kind of edge to him. <laughs> That's right. G- give me a quick, are those guys, if, 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 and I think the team I root for might take one of them, namely Jenkins, at 23. How excited should fans be if they're going to get those linemen? Oh, they should be. They should be ecstatic. And add one to your list, Vera Tucker from USC as yeah. well. Like, the guard. I, think, I think all three of those guys, um, they, they, they bring, they bring day one, uh, capabilities, right? They're going to walk in and they can, they can get in the position and contribute to help you. Like you said, Jenkins plays with just a nasty disposition, which you, which you really enjoy. I think Darisaw potentially could be Washington football teams pick up. They have a fantastic D line. They, they really bolstered that over on that side. You know the way that Rivera likes to he, – he, he wants to dominate in the trenches. So, Darisaw uh, to Washington football team. The Steelers are going to need a guy as well. All of those players, Vera Tucker to me is probably more of a guard, but he's potential. He can bounce out and kind of do it all. Um, but, but I think clearly all five of those guys, the, the Slater and the Panay Sewell that you, you mentioned uh, early, all of those guys can contribute. And, the mar- and here's the thing that I've always told guys. The margin between them is not – it's really not as big as people think. Like the, the, the ceiling for Sewell is probably higher because of his athletic ability. But in the right system, all of those guys can flourish. And, and listen, the reason Slater's even in there is because of the versatility. You and I touched on that on TV today. But the versatility – and think about a team like Cincinnati who drafted uh, Jonah Williams a couple years ago and they need offensive line help. He could play either tackle. He could play guard. 
So, so the options become unlimited, which means all you've done is made your team better. He's put his hand on the ground on both sides of the line of scrimmage at, at all the positions. So it's those kinds of things is where is the best fit but all of those guys will definitely contribute. Yeah, Rashawn Slater played right tackle in 2018, left tackle in 2019. Christian Darasaw is an unbelievable story. He was, the, he was ranked the 171st best offensive tackle in the country coming out of high school in Maryland, and now he's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. So wow. it, it, it's an amazing story with these guys. Jeff, I so enjoyed it today, as I always do. Thank you very much, my friend, and I will see you on the other side of this draft. Sounds great, brother. Have a great time. All right, you're the best. Jeff Saturday with me here. We really did have so much fun this morning. In the meantime, Hembo, who was right in the middle of all of that, has put together some trivia for me. Before I get on to a few other matters here, give me a quick trivia question here. Just one quick one. I'm not looking for one of these. It's got eight answers. Give me one quick draft trivia. Go. Fair enough. Okay, which team held the number two pick in the 2012 draft before trading it to Washington for RG3? Uh, the number two pick, I, I want to, what year was it again? 2012, the RG3 year, the Andrew right, Luck RG3. Right. Luck went one, and, yeah, 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 I, I've gotten confused because the, the, the Goff and Wentz trade, <laughs> when, when quarterbacks went one and two, both in trades, have gotten stuck in my head. So Luck was one, and, and the Colts had that pick. Correct. And so you're telling me someone traded out of two to Washington right. to get RG3, which I do remember, and I'm blank. I'm going to say, I don't know what, I don't know why this is in my head, but I'm going to say it was the St. Louis Rams. That's right. Okay, there it you was go. the Rams. Very well done. They netted two first rounders plus the number six pick in the draft that year to move up to two to take RG3. All right, we'll keep doing these. Hold on. The scoop. As we go. Meanwhile, the scoop uh, for you, Mr. Hembo, is that everyone agreed with me yesterday about the no hitter kerfuffle. About the what? The no-hitter kerfuffle. So I had some time yesterday. I had some draft Zoom stuff early in the day, and then I had some um, draft Zoom stuff late in the day. And I had a nice 90 minutes in between. And it was a beautiful day in New York City yesterday. I mean, it was gorgeous. It was 65 and sunny. So I just took a walk, which is a lovely thing to do. And I took a nice walk. And I'm out and I'm walking. And for the first time in a very long time, I'm walking without a mask on. Like, you don't have to wear a mask walking down the street these days. You wear them walking into places. But I'm walking, so it's been a long time since people have been yelling at me in the street (laughs) the way they used to and usually do because, you know, when you have a mask on, people don't know that it's you. But so now it was sort of, it was a a pleasant experience. So everyone is yelling stuff at me. So the number one question I get, I'll give you one guess, what's the number one question I get walking down the streets of Manhattan? Something about the Jets. Something about the Jets. What are the Jets going to do at 23? And by the way, I just asked that question to Jeff Saturday for that reason. I think if the Jets stay at 23, I think there's a really good chance they take an offensive lineman like Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Nasty right tackle. And I like that pick because he goes on the other side. Mackay Becton is a left tackle, and Jenkins goes on the right. A lot of people have been projecting Greg Newsom, the corner for my alma mater, Northwestern, at 23. I think he's going to be gone. The sense I'm getting now is that Newsom will be gone by then. I also think there's a really good chance the Jets will trade up by the way, from 23. That's one of the advantages of having all these picks. You know, they have a ton of picks the next few years. I'm not saying you trade one of your ones, but trade some other picks to move up a few spots if there's someone you identify you want. So that's what I think the Jets will do. They have two threes and two fives. So, so that, that's one of the – that's the number one thing everyone is yelling at me in the street yesterday. But number two, 
I had a bunch of people say, Greeny, you were right about that being a no-hitter. Oh, it was not a no-hitter. You were right about that being a no-hitter. Madison Bumgarner pitched seven no-hit innings in a game that was only scheduled to go seven innings. That is a no-hitter despite baseball's insistence upon reacting to it, upon naming it a quote-unquote, what was it again? A A notable achievement. A notable achievement, which again, it was. But so are lots of things. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to start, if we're going to start calling, I mean, a lot of things are a notable achievement. Uh, yesterday in the Yankee game, the, the Aaron Boone got thrown out for arguing a call. <laughs> That's a notable achievement. <laughs> Everything Shohei Otani does right now is a notable achievement. He became the first pitcher since Babe Ruth to take the mound as a starter in a major league game while leading the majors in home runs. That's a notable achievement. Throwing a seven-inning no-hit, seven innings of no-hit ball in a seven-inning game is a no-hitter, and people agreed with me. I'll be honest about this. I'm not macking down, but I still have yet to find a single person who agrees with me on That's this. correct. <laughs> and, and listen, welcome to my life. Now you know exactly how it feels. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Uh, meanwhile, that isn't the, ba- the piece of the baseball conversation that I wanted to get to today. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, Green Light. with Greeny. But I'm giving myself the green light today to talk about something we didn't get to yesterday. I had this on my list for yesterday, and we just never got to it. But the weekend series between the Dodgers and Padres was an unbelievable series with unbelievable drama. And within it, forgetting the fact that they may be the two best teams in baseball and everything else, and that Fernando Tatis Jr. may be the best player in baseball. Right now, you could have a hell of a fight between Jacob deGrom and Fernando Tatis Jr. as who was the best player in baseball, hit five home runs in the three-game series at Dodger Stadium. But that's not the discussion. The discussion is, tell everyone who didn't see it, what he did running the bases and everything else, when he hit his home runs, what Fernando Tatis Jr. did. On Saturday night against Trevor Bauer, who won the National League Cy Young Award last year, Fernando Tatis hit a home run. He had his first of two home runs. And while circling the bases between first and second base, turned, faced his own dugout, covered his right eye with his hand, which if, if you're sort of going inside baseball here, is mocking Trevor Bauer for something he did in spring training. He hit another home run a few innings later against Trevor Bauer. And once he touched home plate, essentially did Trevor Bauer's strikeout strut after he touched home plate. So in, in other words, hit two home runs off of Trevor Bauer and mocked him both times after doing so. So, the sport has been around 150 years, 160 years, whatever it is. For 160 years, Trevor Bauer would be throwing one in that guy's ribs the next time he came up for sure. 100%. And of all people, Trevor Bauer, who, for those of you who follow him, he's been, he's been inclined to say some pretty crazy things over the course of time. He reacted to it by saying this. I like it. I, I think the pitchers who have that done to them and – react by throwing at people i think uh i think it's pretty soft to give up a homer a guy should celebrate it you know he it's hard to hit in the big leagues so i'm all for it and i think it's it's important that you know the game moves in that direction and we stop throwing at people because they celebrated having some success on the field wow (laughs) i mean wow 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 now For those of you who don't know my main man, Hembo, very well, Hembo is 30, going on 86, Mm. okay? 
Hembo is the oldest soul. Hembo's soul is so old that it lived in the 1800s, okay? Hembo's soul actually founded Major League Baseball. It did. So I, I don't even have to ask you how you feel about this. That's but right. in, in a 15-second rant, how would you describe the way you feel about what Fernando Tatis did on Saturday night? If I were on the Dodgers, the next time he came up to the plate, I would have expected him to get plunked by a pitch for acting in that manner. Okay. Showing up my pitcher. And, and, and that's, that's even that is tame. Like, I, I'm, I find that a tame Hembo response. I, I love frontier justice in baseball, and I would have expected Fernando Tatis to wear one. If not that game, certainly the next time they played. On, they, they, that wasn't the last game of the series. Sometimes you'll see fireworks right. on the last game of a series before a getaway day. Right. That was not the case. This was a Saturday game. They played again on Sunday Night Baseball, and still nothing. I was outraged. Yeah, you were, that's my point. That's what I'm getting at. You were <laughs> outraged by the lack of retaliation. Yes. Why? Because... Like you said, 150 years we've been doing this. 150 years, if you show up the opposing pitcher, that pitcher or another pitcher is going to throw at you because that's just the way baseball has been. uh, That's the way that players have policed themselves since the beginning of time, and I'm good with that. Okay, so that's Hembo's take. I'm fascinated by this topic. You know, we've been talking a lot about bat flips and all that kind of stuff and new school versus old school and all this kind of stuff in baseball. I'm really interested in how everyone feels about this. And if we weren't two days from the draft, I'd throw open the phones. I could do a day on this. And at some point soon we will, because something else will come up that makes this relevant. But for Trevor Bauer, of all people, to say that, I mean, just the first words out of his mouth. I like it. I'm stunned. Let me me just ask Bubba, because Bubba loves baseball. Many may not know this, but Bubba actually at one time before he began his radio career was a baseball historian, has written many books on the history of the sport, uh, particularly focusing on, on the 1920s, which I know is your area of particular interest. Uh, but, Bubba, when, when you hear, when you see what, what, what Tatis did and you hear what Boward responded, what do you think of it? Oh, I am 1,000% in favor of what Bauer said. I love it. I love what Tatis is doing. I loved when Bautista did it in the, you know, in that game of playoffs, whatever that was. It's what baseball needs. It's... There's no reason why they can't have fun and celebrate when someone hits a home run. If you're showboating when it, you know, when you're down five, that makes no sense. When you do something special to win a game or hit a big home run, there is no reason why you can't celebrate and be happy. It's insane. Let the guys celebrate and have fun. You're not showing up the other team. You're happy you hit a home run and won a game. It's insane. All right, Hembo is losing his mind. I'm going to pause on this thought, Hembo. You can't call a timeout. <laughs> Hold on. Man. 20. He's trying to call a timeout. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to stay with this. Even though we are two days from the draft, I'm going to stay with this for a few more minutes because I think it really is interesting. I have thoughts on what Bubba just said. Obviously, Hembo, you have thoughts on what Bubba just said. We still have the green list coming. We still have plenty of time for your phone calls on the draft. Don't go anywhere. We are jam-packed here on ESPN Radio. And right now, a word from 1-800-Flowers.com, because you know what else is right around the corner is Mother's Day. So, And whether it's your birth mom, your stepmom, a strong mother figure in your life, this Mother's Day, you can celebrate all the amazing women in your life with gorgeous bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com. In fact, right now, 1-800-Flowers is offering 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for just $34.99. 
We've gotten these rose bouquets from 1-800-Flowers for years. They're absolutely fabulous, and nothing beats the smiles on the faces of all the moms in your life when they receive them. This gorgeous bouquet of two dozen roses in an assortment of bright colors is guaranteed to show all the moms in your life just how much they are loved. And it's an incredible offer, 24 multicolored roses plus the free vase for $34.99. But it, it will not last long. You have to order before Wednesday, which is tomorrow. So do it now. Order 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99 by going to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter Greeny as the code. That's 1-800-Flowers.com and enter the code Greeny. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, I'm Greeny, and listen, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and so we have this terrific opportunity from our friends at 1-800-Flowers who have been dear friends and business partners of ours and mine for years. So we have partnered together to give you, as a listener of this show, a chance to win a great prize. Starting next Monday, so Monday, May 3rd through Friday the 7th, you'll be able to enter for a chance to win a $250 1-800-Flowers electronic gift card or a grand prize of 1000 bucks. Just be following the at ESPN Radio Twitter handle and be ready to retweet the sweepstakes post when we send it out live Monday morning during this show. So it couldn't be easier. You just got to retweet it on Twitter and you get a chance to win some great prizes with Mother's Day right around the corner. Okay, two days from the draft, I never would have thought I'd do this, but I do find this a really interesting topic. Briefly to reset, over the weekend, Fernando Tatis Jr., who might just be the best player in the sport, certainly the best offensive player in the sport, this side of Jacob DeGrom. 
He hits two home runs on Saturday off of Trevor Bauer, does celebrations in, on each that can only be described as 100% showing Bauer up. And Trevor Bauer's response, rather than throwing him one right in his ribs, is to say, I like it. I, I think that pitchers who have that done to them and react by throwing at people, I think, uh, I think it's pretty soft. If you give up a homer, a guy should celebrate it. You know, he, It's hard to hit in the big leagues. So I'm all for it, and I think it's it's important that, you know, the game moves in that direction and we stop throwing at people because they celebrated having some success on the field. I'm floored. I'm, I'm just completely floored by hearing Trevor Bauer say that. So I asked Bubba about it. Bubba, crazy Met fan, loves baseball, basically said he loves it. Let these guys celebrate. Hembo was going to lose his mind because Hembo is a, a 91-year-old man trapped in the body of a 30-year-old. Why do you have such a problem with it? Because we're conflating two different topics here. Celebrating or, say, pimping your home run by, you know, bat flipping or, say, walking it out, you know, for a few extra seconds. That's something that's become more commonly accepted in baseball. I'm good with that. So long as baseball at large, the culture, the culture of baseball says they're good with that, I'm good with that. Who am I to tell these players how they want to police themselves? You lost your mind when Bautista did that. What do you mean you're good with it? Well, when, uh, when Bautista bat flipped and celebrated after he hit that home run, that's all he did was did a bat flip. You literally lost your mind and said it was the worst thing that ever happened in baseball. I and believe you wanted. I believe you may have wanted him arrested. And now you're good with that. Black ball but, from the so league. What, what are you talking about? So two things. Jose Bautista looked at the opposing dugout and threw his bat in. Oh that my direction. god! He looked at the dugout. <laughs> He looked at the dugout. Are you kidding me? <laughs> don't look at the dugout. Whatever you do, don't look all at the dugout. All you need to know, all you need to know about how the opponent felt about that bat flip, is in the fist of Runet Odor, who the next year punched him on the baseball field. This is how baseball does it. This is how these guys police themselves. So who am I to tell them not to? What's interesting about this is that Trevor Bauer is saying, "I'm good with it." And look, if that's how baseball players decide they want to uh, handle this moving forward, I'm good with it. But, yeah. but it was very clear that he was showing him up. Celebrating a home run is different than showing up your opponent. And it is exceedingly clear to me that he was showing up Trevor Bauer. And I'm sure, I'm 100% sure there are players on the Dodgers that were not good with it and had to bite their tongues because Bauer said what he said. Okay, fair enough. So now you guys have, are, are both entitled to your opinion. Now I'm going to give you mine. And that is the following. We just had Jeff Saturday on this program talking about how he would, his greatest joy in life was to find the ear hole of another man on a football field and drill him into the ground, knowing that on other plays and that on that same game, the same was going to happen to him. And when the game was over, they would meet at midfield. They would shake hands in respect for, because they both knew what they were getting into when they walked out on there on that field and they would leave it there. And that's what baseball needs to do. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because when I was a kid, I knew every baseball player's batting stance, okay? I knew you showed me Rod Carew's batting stance without a name attached to it, I knew it was him. You show me Joe Morgan cocking that back arm, I know who it is. You show me Pete Rose crouched down like that, I know who it is. Do you know what kids know? My son, Stephen, I'll tell you a story. And I'll tell you how the NFL got this right. The NFL, when they banned end zone celebrations, remember when they banned end zone celebrations briefly and then reversed it? I do. When they banned it, my son 
did a project for school in which he reacted. He, he, he reenacted all of the different end zone celebrations. This is what Gronk does. This is what I forget what they all were, but they were all the dances of the moment, whatever mm. the popular dances were of the moment, hitting the quan and any number of other things mm. that I didn't know what they meant. But you knew the touchdown celebration. You knew the end zone celebration and the NFL outlawed them. And I thought to myself, kids love this. Kids are are emulating this. Here's what I would tell you. Every player in baseball should have his own home run celebration. Kids will emulate it. Kids watching baseball will like that. They'll be like, oh, look at that home run that Fernando Tatis just said. He's going to do this dance. He's going to do that. He's going to do whatever his celebration is. It's not showing anybody up. And even if it is, I got you that time. You're going to get me seven out of ten times. I got you, and I'm going to celebrate. And if the pitcher wants to throw a little point when he gets a guy striking him out as well, that's all good. But anything that, that promotes individuality, that promotes um, personality, is going to appeal to young people. I'm telling you that right now. Take Hembo out of the equation. He's not young. <laughs> Hembo is young in, in chronological order only. The, the only part of you that is young is your birth certificate. <laughs> So I'm telling you, for young people, let these guys do dances, let them do celebrations, let them behave however they choose to, so long as it's honest and real. And I'm telling you, young people will gravitate to that. And that's who baseball needs. All right, we'll get to the draft next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.